This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. I'm your host. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. If you haven't subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, please do that. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating, leave us a review. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you'd like to see more of, what you'd like to see less of, whether you'd like me to stop talking so much or ranting about this and that. I, I'll, I'll do whatever I can. But let's, let's get back into it. Reminder, the final segment of this program will be a mailbag. But first things first, we do have to talk about Trevor Penning, a guy who I think has taken a step forward. I don't know. Like you can look at some of the struggle points, but I think the idea with Trevor is we always knew there would be struggle points. The question is, can he improve in those elements of the game and how much of a struggle are you willing to let him play through. Dennis Allen had said earlier this season that you're going to let Trevor Penning play through any inconsistency. And I think what you've seen is him improve in the pass protection part of the game. Now, if you follow Nick Underhill, which I know a lot of you do, um, <laughs> and you have to give him credit, he got on Pete Carmichael for not including enough motion in the offense. And when you know it, in uh, week week six, you saw a bunch of motion, so much so that you had a bunch of false starts because these guys weren't particularly prepared for it, it seemed. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. But this week, it seems he's decided to go in on the offensive tackle position. And you know, I think that that he has a reason for doing that. But you know, it's it's interesting because you look at what Trevor has done, and and yes, he had struggles in pass pro to start the season. Seems like he's cleaned a good bit of that up. And so you're happy there. But the run blocking has not been what you need to see or what you expected. You know, I've seen a few people respond to that information with like, I thought run blocking was supposed to be his forte. That was supposed to be his bread and butter. What happened? You know, it's a good question. It's a good question. I think to a certain extent, you saw a guy who knew he had to improve in pass protection so much so that, you know, what else do you have time to, to work on? And... You know, this is a team that has struggled to run the ball. 
and I don't know exactly what you are planning and what you think will be better if you do sit him down, but it does seem like that is in the cards or at least something the Saints are seriously considering because during this media portion of practice today, which is not the complete practice, we don't know if they spent if they did team drills and, and alternated and, and Trevor got some first team reps or some second team reps, I don't know. We didn't see it one way or the other, but Andres Pete was at the starting left guard spot and James Hurst was at the starting left tackle spot. Now it's not difficult to read into that, but I think what you're seeing it's, it's twofold. One. Yes. Trevor has struggled in the run blocking part of the game and it's taken him a little while to get into the swing of things in the pass protection, although I think it has been better. But the second part of this equation is that James Hurst has struggled, I would argue, even more at the left guard spot. And I just don't think that they want to keep him at guard. I think they want to get Andres Pete onto the field. And so the question is, if you start Andres Pete, who is your best option at left tackle between Trevor Penning and James Hurst? You can make the argument that the floor is higher with James Hurst. You're not going to see these kind of rookie mishaps, and you would expect him to be more consistent. But your ceiling is very low. And if you go to James Hurst, are you just undermining any confidence that you have been able to install in this young player who you drafted in the first round? Is that going to set him back to a point that he's not going to recover from. That's that's what I worry about because I think confidence is everything in the NFL and I don't I don't think the run game has the run blocking has been that bad. It's been it hasn't been perfect. I don't think it's been bench the guy bad. And the the reason that I I find it difficult to believe that James Hurst is really the better option at left tackle is I mean he's not exactly a star run blocker either. If you go to Pro Football Focus, you look at last year, which you had an entire season of him starting at left tackle, right? He did not have a run blocking grade in any game higher than 69. That was his best run blocking grade. It came against Atlanta. He had another one that was 64.1. Another was 65.8. That was against the Bengals, a game the Saints did run the ball very well in. But a majority of these games, you were looking at 58, 54, 39.6. That was against the Vikings. 59.9, 49.9, 48. That was against the Steelers. 40.4. That was against the 49ers. 35.4. That was against the Bucks. And 39.47. That was in the season finale against Carolina. So if your reasoning is the run blocking needs to be better. Where is your evidence that James Hurst is a better run blocker? Because I don't see it. Uh, so I, I think that's an, I think the issue is you want to keep James Hurst on the field. But it's pretty clear that Andres Pete is the better option at left guard if he is healthy. And so let's just list, hear from a few Saints representatives, <laughs> if you will. This is what Dennis Allen had to say today about the offensive line in general and James Hurst and, and what they have seen from him. Offensive line. It was was last week. Maybe just their better, their best game as a as a you know one through five unit. Yeah, I think overall, um, you know, I, th- I think the last couple of weeks they've they've played uh, significantly better, and so um, you know, hopefully we're, we're getting back closer to, to to being healthy along the offensive line with all of our guys, uh, and that that group will you know continue to gel cohesively as a group. What have you guys seen from uh, James Hurst just throughout the season? 
Yeah, James James has you know been a guy that's a veteran guy that's moved around and played a lot of different positions, um, you know, and so. Um, you know, there's been a little bit of inconsistency, and yet I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, he's kind of moved around to a bunch of different spots. So, um, you know, again, he's a, he's a veteran player that, that provides a lot of flexibility for us, um, and, and I think he's a big part of, you know, our ability to be successful along the offensive line. It's it's difficult. You got to kind of read between the lines there because you're not. You hear a coach saying, "I think our offensive line has played some of its better football over the last few weeks." Yet we're talking about benching your left tackle, and so why would you do that? You know, I, I just think you're trying to figure out who your best five players are, and this is a team that knows it has to figure things out this season. It can't afford to lose games in the process of developing a rookie left tackle. Um, but again, my question is, who are your best five players? Because as much as I like James Hurst, as much as I think he's a valuable piece of this team, I don't think he's your best option at left tackle. And I don't think he's your best option at left guard. Now, I do think he is a very good option as kind of that six offensive lineman who can plug in pretty much anywhere if you need him, right? And so I think when you kind of look at it, that makes the most sense is put Andres Pete in the starting lineup at left guard, allow Trevor Penning to play through some of these struggles and have James Hurst available because injuries happen. And if you have James Hurst starting at left tackle, when your left guard goes down, when Andres Pete goes down, which has been his biggest issue is staying healthy, you can't put Trevor Penning in at left guard because he's never played left guard. So if that happens, you would end up having to shift Andres Pete I'm sorry, shift James Hurst over to left guard and put Trevor back in the game anyway. And so you're playing two guys at different positions. It it just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. And I think a team coming off of a 34-point shutout shouldn't be making major changes like that on a whim. Now, uh, one, I, I do think that getting the run game going is important. And as you know, it's another Nick Underhill research point, which he, he does a great job with these film studies and these, these data sets is they have run a lot more to the right side than they have the left side, right? I think it's something like 84 to 36 or something like that. That said, you're supposed to run off your right tackle. Your right tackle is supposed to be a run blocking tackle. So, you know, wh- whatever you want to say, I think that isn't crazy for an offensive unit to air toward the right side of the line. What I will say is when you look at the tight end position and one of the difficulties in getting the tight ends involved, which we've talked about, why haven't the tight ends been catching passes? They've been asked to give a lot of help to Trevor Penning's side. They, that's one of the reasons he has been more effective in the pass protection part of the game is you have shifted more help over there. You have running backs chip. You've had tight ends chip. And when they have to chip and get out, it limits the amount that you can do with them in terms of the timing of each play, keeping them in 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 reads. Um, and so I think if you're putting James Hurst in at left tackle, it's because you think you can put him out there and not give as much help and be able to be less predictable with your protection schemes, with some of your route combinations. You can get the tight end out on pass routes more consistently. You can get the running back out of the backfield more consistently because you aren't constantly having to help over that side. Um, And when you can get the run game going, it sets up everything else. The Saints haven't been running much play action at all. Um, And part of it is, you know, the run game has not been respected. Now, I think with Alvin Kamara, that'll happen regardless, but it's still a conversation. And so... 
Speaking of Alvin Kamara, let's hear what he had to say on the run game. Yeah, I mean, call the runs, right? So, uh, I mean, the O-line, is, uh, they, they had a great game last week, and I think I just said it. Um, they kind of get lost in the shuffle of, of, of you know, when the when the high fives and the kudos go out, you know, they kind of get uh, lost. But, you know, C's and, and, and Ram and Eric and those guys, and, you know, Pete, James, uh, even even Trevor, you know, uh, he's been struggling, but he, he had a good showing last week. You know, he doing, they, they did a great job. You know, they protected Will, gave Derek time to throw the ball, and then they gave me some holes and gave Kendra some holes to um, run through. So I think just just being able to kind of stack and add on to what that performance was and going to this next week and kind of do the same thing, I feel like. And I we, we talk about it all the time. When we can run the ball when we want to and how we want to, um, the game kind of it, it gets easy. It's, it's weird to be talking about major change on the offensive line in the same week that we're talking about, that we're talking about, you know, the offensive line having its best week of the season. And so that's, that's, that's kind of strange. So, you know, when I look at it, you know, in my kind of final thought here, and we, we can move on, is if the, the change that I think makes sense, and I've said this before, is if Andres Pete is healthy and available, he is your best option at left guard. My thought throughout camp was the consistency, and that's what we've been hearing a lot from from players and coaches is consistency. And I thought just having Trevor Penning next to James Hurst all camp made it so regardless of the health of Andres Pete, it just made more sense to keep that pairing, keep that duo together. Well, it hasn't really happened anyway. We've seen James Hurst have to shift over to right guard because of injuries anyway. So we've seen him work with other players. And I just, I think... What makes the most sense from a run-blocking perspective and a pass-pro perspective is you start Andres Pete, you move James Hurst back to that kind of jumbo swing tackle guard role, and you go from there and you allow Trevor to, to, to continue to progress. Now, I don't know. That might happen. That might not happen. When you see them make a change in, in practice, that's usually a pretty good indicator of how things are going to go because you're not practicing things that you're not going to run. So we'll have to see. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if that continues Thursday and Friday. But one way or the other, you're going to have to figure it out. And that's how I'm going to leave it. Thanks, everyone, uh, for checking in. We're going to close off this segment here. We are going to come back and hit a live mailbag. This is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. We will be right back.